sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Josh Sides. And that's Tom Sides. Hey Josh, how's it going? I'm good, how are you? Not too bad. Yeah, as you can probably tell, Sean's not with us today. He's off doing personal stuff. And he sent in his next best man, which is you, Josh. Not <laughs> Kieran. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, what's going on this week? Anything exciting going on? Uh, no, it was just a regular week, pretty much. Just working and, yeah, not not yeah. anything out of the ordinary. Nice. Right now I'm on location in uh, Fredericton for the week, just doing, uh, I got a new hire class here, so I'm here for the next two and a half weeks, staying with family, and nice. uh, you know, just doing what I can to have a good time. Right on. Yeah. yeah. It's your so, aunt and uncle that live there? Yeah. yeah. We got yeah. my aunt and uncle on my mom's side that live out here, and they've been kind enough to put up with me for the uh, for two and a half weeks, so that's, that's pretty right sweet. That's like, cool. I could have... I could have done the hotel thing, but like at the end of it all, I think a hotel would have driven me crazy for two and a half weeks of just like, like I would yeah. have had to like go out every day and try and find someone to talk to or else like I would go stir crazy. Yeah. Hotels get old pretty fast. For sure. Yeah. That's what I got going on. So like last time I spoke to you, it was actually on the show. Um, I think I was kind of getting, you were just getting into the Harry Potter books. Where are you with that now? Yeah. So I, about, a. Couple weeks ago, I finished the final one. I just kind of—I was planning to pace myself and read like one a year, and then I just kind of got hooked and kept going. So it's, it's crazy pretty... how that works out on you. Eh? Yeah. They, no, they it was a good in. ride. Yeah. It, um, how'd you feel about it? Like, uh, like, uh, did you watch the movies? Were you like, what, like, what, what's going on? So I seen. I think I seen probably the first five movies i'd never seen the last two so i didn't really know like how it all ended and whatnot i'd had like you know like facebook memes and whatever i kind of had it spoiled from me that like spoiler alert but like snape was a good guy in the end of it all but then when i read the half-blood prince he kills dumbledore and then i'm like what the fuck is it like like Mm -hmm. He, is he is he a bad guy or whatever and then it all gets kind of sorted out that he was a good guy in the end but it's kind yeah. of interesting little suspenseful it, it, yeah it's it's really good like i remember when like i picked up the books and you're just like holy fuck like there's so much detail to them that like the book that the movies are missing and you mm-hmm. kind of wish that they were there i was on um Lights, camera, rant. Recently, a different podcast. We're talking about how like HBO Max is doing a brand new series. Um, it's it's uh, it's exciting to see, and I think it's going to work a lot better because in like an hour long or ninety minute long episode, like you can go as long as you want nowadays. Like a lot of shows that are on streaming are like an hour, hour and fifteen minutes long. Yeah, you can put in so much extra detail that these books are missing. 
Well, and they're going to have like each each book is going to be its own season, basically. So Mm -hmm. you're looking at like whatever the Harry Potter movies, like two hours on average, something like that. So you're going to get like probably 10, 12 hours of like content for each book. That's exactly it. So all the stuff that didn't make the cut, like the character Peeves is like a prominent ghost in in the in hogwarts and you're just like where's he been this whole time yeah or like or like the drama with the weasley family like you don't get to see that as much it's quite a big part of the book actually like you know all about all the ins and outs of their family and relationships and all that yeah so uh, i would like to see more of that stuff brought onto the screen i would like to see a longer longer than five minute scene or 10 minute scene of quidditch like if you can do like a 25 minute quidditch game and like have more of them i yeah. would be intrigued yeah quidditch is like a pretty huge part of the book series like there's whole you know chapters devoted to like what's going on in the game and whatnot so it would be cool to actually like Mm-hmm. get into that world a little more like even the characters are like really into like quidditch themselves in the book they talk about it a lot like the world cup and whatnot in one of the books they're at the world cup yeah that's in goblet of fire and then yeah like, yeah in uh book three of uh the, what what's that one it's the uh azkaban the, yeah prisoner of azkaban that one like you have like of you introduce Cedric Diggory a lot sooner than the fourth one. Yeah. So you can have him show yeah. up. You can actually do all these pre-planning. I think it would be a lot better. I think it would be a much more visually entertaining. Now there's a bunch of people that disagree with me because they hold these movies so dear to them. And like Daniel Radcliffe did like a good job and all that stuff. But like, yeah. I think that we're I at did... a point where we could reboot these and to do it as a show, I've been saying forever to do it as a live action show would work for a long time yeah for sure like uh the movies were good definitely but you the story is so much broader like you said like you can't cover everything in a book in a two-hour movie like you just can't do it Mm -hmm. so it's pretty exciting yeah something i'm very much looking forward to like right now um you were telling me to get more into stephen king i can't remember the book per per se you were telling me to get into but i did start the gunslinger the dark tower series oh yeah that's where i that's where i am with that do you ever get into that series no i don't think i read that one uh i know a little bit about it yeah yeah i think they made a movie of that one didn't they they did tower or something yeah and it wasn't well received i think that they're trying to do another series with uh i can't remember which director but I think it's something that would work better as a series than it would as a movie. Yeah, again, just the the amount of content. Yeah, like are you like are you big into like the Stephen King like movies and series that are out there? Um, like not huge. I was I read like quite a few of his books when I was much younger, and like I kind of yeah, it's kind of hit or miss. I like a lot of the old movies, like. I rewatched like the new It movie. That was pretty good. I still think I liked the older one a little better. Really? Like, yeah, the one like with Tim uh, Jim, Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry. Because like uh, maybe just because I seen it as a kid, but I feel like it was just creepier. Maybe like like the uh, the new one. I feel like he was a good Pennywise, but mm-hmm. 
Tim Curry was just like freaks me out a little more. I don't know that's why. Fair. Just more eerie, the filming or whatever. I don't know. That's fair. Like I found like this Pennywise. I tr- I attempted to read the book. So when I say it's more book accurate, yeah. it's more book accurate to the like the extent I got up to it because I didn't finish the book. That was like a fucking challenge and a half that I would yeah. like to revisit someday. He's but, his um, books are so long, Stephen King. Like he just he'll apparently like when his editor gets the book he cuts like half of it out because of how much he writes but mm-hmm. there's still the finished product it's like a thousand yeah. pages like well like the, it is like 1500 pages like there yeah. are some some books that are like cut down like i found the shining was a simple like 400 page read doctor mm-hmm. sleep was a decent read um fire starters another one i think it's like 350 yeah. pages yeah and then you got his short stories which are doing well right now like uh like the night shift is like a series on hbo yeah which i think the, the that they did and then they have the boogeyman that they have part of like the night uh the night shift series part of those short stories mm-hmm. that just got released in theaters and it's like one of it's getting a great reviews yeah i haven't seen that one yet what is it streaming on well it's in theaters right now oh are you okay. talking about the night shift the boogeyman or... Yeah, the boogeyman the boogeyman's in theaters right now oh that's a movie okay yeah and the night shift is a series that's streaming on uh i think it's on hbo but there's a few stephen king things on hbo which is like the right spot for them mm-hmm. in my opinion uh like i watched um the outsider did you ever read that one uh, i don't think so so it's about a, like a creature that can kind of change how they look and all this stuff and it kind of comes into town and then like kills a kid and then it but they kill the kid as like a familiar person to the town. And it's like a whole like murder mystery thing. Nice. It's, it's insane of what goes on in that, uh, 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 what goes on in that series, like Jason Bateman's in it. Uh, and then he gets like, uh, and then he does some directing in that as well. It's really, I thought oh, it was right a well on. done series. Sweet. Have to check that worth, out. Yeah. Something worth the getting, uh, worth getting into, uh, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, like Sean, you're a big Oilers fan. How would you feel about the playoff run? Uh, it was disappointing, definitely, to see them lose to Vegas. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they still got two rounds, which is, like, I know they're, like, in their Stanley Cup window, so it's a disappointment. But it's still two rounds of playoff hockey, so yeah, it's, it's pretty better good. Than kicking the, better than a kick in the ass, eh? Yeah, for sure. And, like, Sean really wants, uh, what's his name, Kachuk to lose because, obviously, former Flame and everything. I feel like he deserves a cup because of how he fucked the Flames over so bad. Yeah. Like, seriously. Are you you just as petty as a fan as Sean is? Like, I do hate the Flames to my core. I was bred that way, but... I actually, I married a woman from Calgary, so I've softened on the city a little bit. Like, okay. I've spent some time there since since then and whatnot. So, like, I'll always hate the Flames, definitely, and I like to see them suffer. Yeah. But, yeah, pretty much. I'm petty like Sean. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, like, a couple episodes back, we were talking about their 2004 cup run against Tampa Bay, yeah. where they had clearly won the cup. And then the goal got called back, and then they ended up losing. 
and Sean hates them so much that he can't even just like go, no, that that was like you can't even look at it for what it was. You know, like nope, fucking flame suck, and they deserve to lose. Yeah, I can be a little more subjective. Like definitely, I was happy that the goal called got called back, but it was a goal just like when Dallas won the cup in like I think it was '99 or 2000. They had that stupid rule where if your foot's in the crease, it's no goal. And his mm-hmm. foot was like clearly in the crease on the Stanley Cup winning goal, but they just gave it to him. Yeah. But all season long, that's no goal. Yeah, it's like one of those like, like bullshit things. You're just yeah. Like, Come on. Yeah. But, but like, yeah. I don't know for the Stanley Cup final, though, like everybody talks about Florida like they're such an underdog, but like before they made that trade for Kachuk they were actually like a Stanley cup favorite, right? That season. Mm -hmm. So then like they have a good team, like a good supporting cast. It wasn't just like, you know, they had kind of a a bit. What's that? They lost quite a bit after that. Mm -hmm. They lost like Huberto and, um, Uyghur. Yeah. So like they kind of did them in and then like you saw the season they had where they, they weren't their, their best. Yeah. But fuck to to come up and beat Boston after being down three one, to beat Toronto. Well, especially to, with the season Boston had, like yeah. they shouldn't have gotten out of the first round. <laughs> oh, Boston was unstoppable this season. Like it was, yeah. it was crazy to see, and then to just like go through all of that. It's the it it was very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why, like, I don't think I like I like the matchup. Uh, I do. Uh, I think it's I think it's anyone's cup, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, like personally, I kind of like uh, I always like going for the team that eliminated the team that I wanted to win, just so you go well at least like like if you're gonna lose to anybody, lose to the Stanley Cup champs. Yeah, you got beat by the champs. It's kind of like an asterisk to your losing season because. You know they won the cup. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of feel that way now. Like Vegas is up one nothing, and it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a back and forth series. To be honest, I I I would like it to go to seven. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't watch the game, but I like just kind of read the scoring summary. But it looked like they had like they both had close to forty shots. So mm-hmm. looks like it was a close game. Like they were both in it. Yeah. Did you, you watch it? A, I like it's super late for me, so I like watch like a bits and pieces of it, and then yeah. that's the like the the downside of being on the East Coast is that you get um, you get the shit on the stick for time wise. So a game that starts yeah. at nine o'clock is like eleven o'clock or midnight for me. Yeah, that's so. crazy. I like even here we had so many eight eight thirty starts in the playoffs, and I was like struggling to stay awake on the weeknight games like the overtime ones it was brutal yeah yeah and that and like you know like that's hilarious because that's like a like an 8 30 start like, yeah it's like a matinee like, for you <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like proper timing there we go there we yeah. go. it's a nice start for us but not like we get out at 10 30 11 o'clock at night and you just like do your best to stay up regardless of what you're doing tomorrow yeah it's crazy yeah. So, who do you think is taking it between Vegas and Florida? I uh, I think it's going to be Vegas. 
Yeah. I, I think it'll be, go at least six games, though. Vegas and six is what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking Vegas and seven. Yeah. I just, you can't count out Florida. They've been, they proved to be a dominant team and they can step up when they need to. Like, I don't think it's going to be a one-sided matchup. But again, like, I've been wrong a few times this playoff. So, I, we'll see what happens. Yeah, my predictions every round have been like, off completely <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just the way she fucking goes eh? yeah good thing but, uh, i don't wh- gamble <laughs> what i what i do like about it is that both teams never winning a cup before so no matter what it's like it's good for the league if fresh faces fresh team and then yeah. it helps and it, and because they're in like such weird hockey markets that it helps grow the game when you create like florida the state of florida is now like a hockey state all of a sudden well, especially like, with all of Tampa's wins. Like. Yeah, exactly. With all of Tampa's wins, and then you get, uh, like, that's crazy. And now, and, like, to bring it to Vegas, now that Vegas is now becoming a sports town with their hockey team, their football team, it's just mm-hmm. a, and they have a lacrosse team now. It's just a matter of time until they have, like, every sports team that you can possibly imagine there. Yeah, and why not, too, in a place like Las Vegas? It makes sense. That's where all the the gambling center of the world so you should have all the sports teams there yeah no it makes sense like when vegas first came and i think i talked about this before on the podcast when vegas first came to the vegas came to the nhl i was like well who's gonna like who's gonna root for him nobody like 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 no one in vegas is like from vegas like where are you gonna get your vegas loyalty and then mm-hmm. they sell out every <laughs> yeah. fucking game and then they have this crowd and everyone seems to be with them and i'm just like all right fuck i was wrong i was wrong well and to having as much success as they have for an expansion team like they've been to the stanley cup final twice now in the conference finals once like yeah that's crazy it's nuts for them it's it's and it it just goes to show what you can do like even the crack in this year doing as well as they did in their second year you're just like fuck yeah all right it means like there's something going on in these hockey markets. There's something going on like to create these success stories. And like, I'm just here for it watching going, okay, this is, yeah. is going to be good. I think they're uh, like their expansion drafts are a lot more better to pick up some good players now than what they were back in. Like when teams like San Jose were coming in, because mm-hmm. before it was kind of like, you just would get, some garbage from every team and try and make a team out of it. Try, yeah, exactly. Now, nowadays with like the rules, you can probably put together a pretty fucking decent team. Yeah, because you can only. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah, you can you only also protect want them to so compete. many. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to like try and set up a new hockey market and then give them like the shit end of the stick for the next like however long. Yeah. No, but. exactly. So, it's it's very interesting what what can be uh, what can be done. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found yourself like going out more like since the pandemic now kind of it's now like at a final have you been going to the movies have you checked anything out? I haven't been to a movie forever and we have like a couple different movie gift certificates sitting around so definitely probably going to do that at some point but we kind of uh Laura had hurt her knee pretty bad so we weren't really she wasn't getting around too much for quite a while. She's doing better mm-hmm. now. So we yeah. kind of like we're homebodies for quite a while. 
Nice. But, yeah. But yeah, going out a little more now. Now, now the well, if she's all healed up, I do like have some movie recommendations if you can hit them up. Sure. Guardians of the Galaxy Three was fucking dope. If you want to see that in theaters, yeah, it's... those superhero ones are always good to see in the theater. Yeah, but this one, like, it was like the final chapter for the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was a beautiful story being told. I think you'll really enjoy it. And mm. then the other night, I just saw Burt Kreischer's new movie, The The Machine, oh, and yeah. fuck, like, like that is like the return of the comedy. I laughed <laughs> the whole movie. I thought it was so good. Right on. Yeah, so if you're like if you're into comedies, like this is because they don't have those comedies anymore where you just like you, you say some off color stuff or you're doing some like like you don't you, like dodgeball can't be made like today. Yeah, really. Yeah, everyone's or, so uh, sensitive nowadays. Or old school <laughs> can't be done today. Yeah, yeah, I still but, like to watch old school once in a while. It's a classic. Yeah, so, yeah, so like I think it was. It was a really cool movie. Mark Hamill plays uh, Burt Kreischer's dad, so you get like that. Oh, nice! <laughs> so you get to see like the that go on, and it, it was a nice. It was a good movie. Right on. Yeah. So I hope people go see it, and I hope it gets like the box office it deserves because I I really like it, and I could see that turning into a bit of like a comedy series. Nice. What's it called again? The machine. The machine. The machine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like he has that classic story of where he like robbed a train in Russia. But okay. This is like, so they tell that story, but they also go like, um, like they like twenty eight years in the power, twenty three years later, they're like, well, you stole this watch, and these people want vengeance for it. They they want their watch back, so they're trying to, nice. yeah. So it's like it's this hilarious thing. Right on. Yeah, so it's a, it was a good all, all in all. It's like a really good. It, really funny movie i i recommend it nice yeah yeah finally got into that show yellowstone i heard about it lots but gave it a try i'm like uh one season in now yeah how are you enjoying that oh it's good it's like a gangster show set in a country setting so it's kind of good i don't know no it's all right Right yeah yeah yeah. kevin costner is pretty badass in that movie that whole that whole movie uh, the sorry that series is really well casted yeah, no, it's it's no Waterworld, but it's definitely good. Fucking Waterworld, <laughs> really. I I just did uh, Arnold's new show on Netflix, Fubar. Oh yeah. So, and like, fucking, I'll watch an Arnold movie any day of the week. I didn't even like, know he had a new one. Yeah, so it's uh, it's called Fubar. It's on Netflix, and essentially, it's like this. Arnold's a CIA spy, always like on the go, and he had a family in the background. Yeah, but. He also finds that finds out that his daughter is also a CIA agent, and then they have to like work together, but also work through their shit. And then they, uh, and then, uh, and it's just like it's good. It's cheesy in the right way. It has like those classic Arnold lines, like those like dumb puns that he says throughout yeah. all of them. Like it's it, it's really it was it really was an enjoyable series. Right on. Yeah, I'll check that one out for sure. He's getting up there. Hey, he must be in his 70s at least. 75 years old. 75, 76 years old, this guy. Yeah. And he still fucking looks good. And he's still fucking doing the action stuff. Like, I like I still enjoy him. Like, as old as he is, like, I, you can, like I, they're going to do an Expendables 4, and I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, I love the Expendables movies. 
It's always Those movies good. are <laughs> dumb and just filled <laughs> with action, and I love it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so, do you know much about uh, cold exposure or like no. off method or anything like that? No, but fucking enlighten me. So I started doing it a while back. Like I was watching TikTok. I've seen all these videos on like the benefits of cold exposure. So I thought I'd try it like the cold showers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you get up to like, when you get to 30 seconds, then it gives you all these like crazy health benefits. Like it reduces your stress. It helps your immune system. It gives you like a big hit of dopamine and whatnot. Okay. So then you do that, but then there's this whole method the Wim Hof method this guy created where you do this like kind of breath work. It's like a, a breathing technique that you do and you mm-hmm. do that and then you do the cold exposure and the breathing kind of helps the cold. Like you can take more of it sort of, if that makes sense. Okay. So the breathing and the cold both have their benefits, but then together they give you like way more. Okay. So give me an example of this. Like what kind of like, what are you doing? Like, do you have to like get yourself hyped up with the breathing and then you go into your cold shower? Yeah, so it's kind of like it's like a hyperventilating. So I'll show you. It's like So you're doing that. You do that like 30 times and then you let it out and you just hold your breath for as long as you can like until you feel like your body needs to breathe, but because you've just put so much oxygen into it, you mm-hmm. you don't need to breathe as much. So you, like you hold your breath for up to like like average for me is like a minute, sometimes a minute 30 or whatever. Some people can do up to like five, six minutes. Like the guy who did the method, he'll hold his breath for six minutes. But while you do that, it makes your body like feel like really, really good. Okay. And then, Mm -hmm. so then you do that, that's the breathing part of it. And then after the breathing, you get into your shower, just have like a regular shower. But then when you end it, you turn it to all the way cold. And then once you hit the 30 second mark, you can either like work your way up to that. Some people like to do that or to just like tough it out and get that 30 seconds, but you start to get like a big dopamine hit and you get like better blood flow, less stress, all kinds of like good benefits, but your body toughens up as you do it so that the outer part of your body is cold, but your core is completely warm. Okay. That's fucking weird. I've like I've never heard anything like that. Yeah, so today I just kind of hit a milestone. I got up to I'm at uh 10 minutes a day now for my cold shower. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's great. After like the 5th or 6th minute, you're not even cold in there. That's fucking impressive. So it's pretty cool. Nice, man. So like what what brought you to this? Uh so just like basically I, I always have like struggled with stuff like depression and anxiety and whatnot. So I'm always like looking for little, little things to kind of get me in better mindsets and whatnot. Yeah. And then just kind of stumbled across it on TikTok and started to research a little and picked up the, the book, the Wim Hof method, which Mm -hmm. that's what I was telling you about. Basically the guy that did the whole system with the breathing and whatnot. And yeah, just the benefits were like instant and it's just. So like what, what, how do you feel afterwards? Like what, like what's, 
like, like explain to me like the before you were doing this and now that afterwards like what's like like what's your what's the difference in josh afterwards so the biggest thing is you have the willpower to do the uncomfortable things like things that you don't really want to do in life but you have to do such mm-hmm. as like just mundane tasks or whatever it's like the willpower to turn on the cold water kind of like bleeds out into your life basically because mm-hmm. when you first start doing it it's horrible and it's almost like you're torturing yourself but yeah okay. it's very like it's extremely counterintuitive but then like you get the effects and when you're actually like when you come out of the shower your whole body feels like energized like you're good to go like ready for your day if you do it in the morning or you just sleep better if you do it at night yeah so it's like so- i to me it's like if i feel like here before I do my breathing, I'm like 20% higher. And then I do the cold and I'm like another 20% feeling better. So, so it's kind of like going through the day of like, I've already had a cold shower. There's no way that this is worse. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like I can do that. I can do this kind of thing. Like, yeah. You know how you have that little voice in your head kind of telling you, yeah. you know, Fuck what you, not you to do, do or you can't do. Yeah. It's kind of like you're, overcoming that and they say to like the first 30 seconds that's you just killing your ego in the shower and then yeah. once after that then you're like it's right. kind so of like your... a different mind space basically so what's your record in the cold in the cold today was my record the 10 minutes 10 minutes yeah Fucking a. yeah uh, at least no one's blaming you for taking all the hot water yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Good benefit of it for sure. <laughs> damn it, Sean! Damn it, Josh! You took all the cold water. <laughs> um, yeah. and so, and how long have you been doing this for? Uh, I think I've been doing it since, like, the full Wim Hof method with the breathing and the cold. I've been doing since probably about I think January. Oh shit! So this is just now a part of your life now. Yeah, I just really ingrained it into my like kind of daily routine. But uh, yeah, and then the I started with the cold showers maybe like three or four months before that. Right on. <clears throat> That's fucking nuts. Yeah, and, and and you just stumbled upon this on TikTok, or you just like, yeah, just like scrolling TikTok and just kept seeing these like kind of cold shower like these are the benefits of cold shower kind of videos and yeah nice man yeah well maybe i'll give this a shot in my everyday life that sounds oh yeah i mean I it highly, sounds highly, simple enough highly recommend it for sure yeah i could send so you some you... links for like videos of the breathing and whatnot because it's easier like to be walked through it kind of when you're starting yeah yeah well that's that's it's fucking awesome all right well i'm glad that you've gotten some benefit of it like do you find it's like changed your whole demeanor and like how you approach the day? Oh yeah. And... Like I have way better days. Like I'm in a much better mindset overall. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. That's fucking cool. All right, man. Well, I'm sure like other people can benefit from this as well. That's, and it's called the Meinhof. Wim Hof. W I M. Yeah. Yeah. I think That's he's awesome. uh Swedish or some kind of Scandinavian guy, Netherlands or something like that. Nice. Yeah. That's all right. So is like 
And is like the breathing like a form of like meditation or is it? Like uh, sort of. I, I was talking to like, I do a lot of uh, Qigong and Kung Fu and I do like a lot of like breath work with that. But this is more like uh, there's a yoga practice that's similar. Uh, I was talking to my sister about it. It's called fire breathing. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's it's a, maybe a form of yogic breathing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And like, yeah, I know that your sister has her own, like, like she has her own thing. She has the Akashic records that she does. Yeah. Her her own theories on stuff that like, do you find like this help bond you more with her with like a way of like, well, I started doing this thing and like, Oh, that's cool. It's similar to like what I got going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We talked about it a little. She's actually dabbled in the cold showers here and there a little bit. So but yeah no i'd highly recommend it to try it it's definitely get get past that 30 seconds and you really start to see like do you find you do you find yourself like just counting them like it's one two (laughs) i do like uh one one thousand two one thousand and then but then when i for a long time i was just doing 90 seconds and then i just thought i'd challenge myself and i went for like four minutes one day but i did it a couple times and then i did it with a timer to see and i was like one minute off with my counting because i'm like must have been counting way too fast in there well i'm sure you'd kind of cheat a little bit in the yeah. sense that you're so fucking cold yeah so now i do it with a timer so i can't cheat nice which is cool because it kind of frees you up so you're not just focused on the counting the whole time mm-hmm yeah, no, that's that's good. So you hear the alarm go off, going, "All right, I can get warm again." Yeah, and then pretty like, much. then do after that, like... I do, uh, I do you know what a horse stance is? No, what's that? It's it's just like a kung fu stance. It's a very very wide stance, and then you okay. sink down, so almost like you're in a squat. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that when I get out of the shower, and then I do this. Uh, it's called an iron body form, where you're like you're pushing out hard, and you're holding all your muscles like as tight as you can so i do that like six times and that kind of warms you up after nice when you after your 10 minute attempt did you were you blue after uh my skin was red a lot all over but yeah it takes like for probably like a good half hour after if you like to touch me it feels really cold it's weird but then on the inside you're warm, so it's it's weird. That is weird. That's yeah. it's a, it's a, such an interesting thing. Yeah, but this guy, the Wim Hof, the guy who created the method, he goes up in the like Mount Everest doing hikes and whatnot. He mm-hmm. goes up in his shorts in the wintertime, like just goes all day, kind of like it's crazy. Fucking a, that's good. Yeah, because it's sounds... like it toughens the outside nice. of your body basically. Yeah. I think well, I was exactly. drawn to it a lot just because of working outside too. Because like, yeah. it's kind of a mental struggle every year to go out in the cold. <laughs> yeah, well, you like you're building houses all year round, right? Yeah, condos mostly, like apartments. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can see that being like. So if you can put yourself in a position to counter the like, to encounter the cold with like uh, more success, like that's probably a good plan. 
Yeah, it's been probably one of the best benefits of it, actually, like thinking about it, just the way that this last winter went compared to like, you know, some winters, it's pretty bleak. You just don't want to do it. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've had those winters where you wake up and you're just like, oh, yeah. I just don't want to fucking deal with it today. Yeah, no doubt. Because like you were outside a lot too on your job before you were teaching probably, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm going back to that uh, that side of the things. I'm I'm switching my job back to lead. Oh, so, nice. Um, so yeah, now I'm going back to the outdoors part. Yeah, do you like starting. that better than the teaching? Or I find I do more in a day when I'm like like I don't get me wrong. There's a lot to be done when you're teaching, but also the people that you're teaching have to do everything. Yeah. Yeah, it makes so sense. So like, there's that. So. I don't know. I find myself my uh, I'm more accomplished, and then like you have these problems where you got to deal with people all the time, and mm-hmm. like it's like dealing with little kids, basically. Some, but then they're fucking adults, which is also the hard thing. It's just like, come on, man, you're a fucking <laughs> yeah. adult. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I've been in yeah. supervisory roles a lot, and it's like crazy how how adults act. <laughs> yeah. So like. It's it's taken its toll on me mentally. Like I'm pretty mentally zonked out, and yeah. and it's just like I just can't wait for this kind of chapter to close and just go back to the ramp and just do my thing and not have to. Uh, excuse me, not ever have to take like this ba- the the work back with me or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty cool. Like I've heard you talk about it lots on the podcast, obviously, but like that you're able to just go you know, to this city or that city for a couple of weeks and like fill in or whatever. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like the, the travel aspect of my job is pretty neat. Like you get to go over all over the East coast and teach and all this stuff. But the, the fact of the matter is, is like when you're dealing with people that are learning this stuff for the first time and all that, and you got to make sure they're doing it safe and you have to take into account, like you got to watch. Yeah. like constantly you gotta make sure everyone's doing everything right and all this stuff. It, it takes it really does take a toll yeah and stressful then, for sure yeah and then like like i gotta watch six people at a time which is like you're you're a parent of two i'm sure you you, you must have like had to to watch what two at a time must have been fucking difficult <laughs> yeah it could be at times for sure yeah, so like I gotta watch six people around a thing that could kill them, and hopefully go <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> please don't die today. Like, it's, yeah, and common sense is not too common, so people do crazy stuff sometimes. That, that has been my biggest complaint about a lot of the stuff to do with my job is that common sense is not that common anymore. Yeah. So it it it's gone to the it's gotten to there, but. I digress. I mean, I'm, I'm switching my position at the end of the month and then I'm just going to go back and I'm going to have my own crew. So even if my own crew is like a, a crew that I have to teach, I'm happy teaching the same people every day over yeah. like, cause then like, I know like it's the same two people. Yeah, for sure. Or like, or, or if I have a crew of five, it's going to be like the same four people Yeah, that I'm going to have to go in and just say, all right guys, like I need you doing this, need you doing that. And I can make my corrections as I go. But and also knowing at their, at least at their core, they know the gist of the job. Yeah, there's so trust because you have them, you're around them all the time too. Yeah, so like there's that, and then I can give like my two cents here. You kind of mold them the way you want your crew to function, and that's what I've that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, right on. That's yeah. good. 
Yeah, man. It's uh, it's yeah. It's gonna be a nice adjustment, I think. Plus, yeah. the ability to like switch my shifts is nice because like I work for a company where I could travel, so it'd be nice to take advantage of traveling. Like I have been able to, but like I, it's hard when you only have two days off. If I have mm-hmm. four days off, then I can just pick up and go. And yeah, no doubt. That's a pretty big perk to the job for sure. Yeah, so that's the other thing I'm really looking forward to doing. Yeah. Do you have any trips on the horizon? Um, Hillary wants to do Europe in September. Oh, nice. Which, I, which I'm interested in. Uh, last week on the podcast, or the week before on the podcast, I talked about buying tickets to see Burt Kreischer in Colorado. Oh, so I'm, I So I got that to look forward to. At, and it's at the, the Red Rocks Amphitheater. So like a big thing that Sean and I talk about on the podcast a lot is like crossing off things on the old bucket list. And yeah, like, no doubt. And this is like that is a bucket list theater for me. Like, yeah. It, ever since I heard of it, I've always wanted to go, and it, it it's it's going to be an experience. For That's me. in Denver, is it? Just or... outside of Denver. Oh, so, okay, cool. So I have like the whole thing mostly planned out already. Like uh, me and a buddy are going. And then we bought like these bus tickets that'll pick us up, take us to the show, and bring us back. Nice. So we'll stay in Denver, and it's just it'll be a good time. Yeah, it'd be cool to see that side of the Rockies for sure. Yeah, and especially like the, the way it is. Like I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but like Google it afterwards. It's just this beautiful thing. Actually, you can watch on YouTube. Uh, the guys from South Park did like all the songs of South Park oh, nice. live live from Red Rocks. That's and, like, awesome. Which is good because, like, they're like it takes place the show, like, the cartoon takes place in South Park, Colorado. So you yeah. can see, like, that kind of thing. It's just a, it's a thing that I'm really looking forward to doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What about you? Like, what are some bucket list things that, what are some bucket list things that you've gotten to cross off your list or some that you haven't yet, but you're looking, you're like, you're kind of going that direction? um like i've had a lot like i've been lucky enough to see a lot of my favorite musicians in concert those are all bucket list things for sure Mm -hmm. um i went to germany about 10 years ago for a quick trip it was just like work sent me over there so that was cool definitely to like get to see europe a little bit it was it was a very like whirlwindish kind of trip because it was in and out like five days kind of thing Mm-hmm. but we were all over southern germany so it was pretty cool um that's awesome the one big bucket list thing like as far as trips go i really want to go on an ayahuasca retreat sometime in like south america yeah but yeah, yeah. i've heard those like are life-changing yeah yeah i'm pretty interested in it it looks like it would be a good experience for sure mm-hmm. but uh other than that like i don't know i want to travel go everywhere basically so i don't even really have it narrowed down to too yeah, many well yeah like like having like sean just going to boston for the first time like first time being on a plane that must yeah like you like you must have heard from uh from him firsthand how cool that was for him yeah for sure no that was really big deal it's pretty cool that he's getting out there 
Yeah. Well, now he has like the whole bug now. So like, yeah. he keeps telling me like, yeah, yeah, him and Crystal are making their lists, and then like they're gonna put a thing in a hat, and if they can do it, fucking let's go. Like, yeah, that's awesome for sure. Yeah. Well, it's good so, to see. Yeah. So like, what are some of the 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 bucket list bands you got to see? Uh, so I've seen Bob Dylan twice. He's probably like my all time favorite musician. That seems uh, like it'd be a family size family trait. Uh, my dad like, actually hates Bob Dylan, but Sean and I love him. Uncle Sparky and my dad fucking loved him. Yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah. Like you could, Sparky's seen him a whole mess of times. So if you ever yes. get a chance to talk to Uncle Mike about Bob Dylan, he will talk your fucking ear off. He yeah, will, right on. He could he could give you stories you didn't even know and all this stuff. Nice. Like he'd be like you should reach out to him sometime. Just be like, hey, I've I know that you've seen Bob Dylan. Like you want to give swap some stories and he he himself is a half decent harmonica player yeah that's right i've heard yeah 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 i know that would be a good conversation for sure that we should have um i've seen smashing pumpkins pearl jam uh back in the 90s when they were like kind of in their prime i've always said to sean and like in life that me not being a teenager in the 90s is like a robbery there is so I, much I, good music then. I wish I could have done like all of those in their prime to see the Smashing Pumpkins in the original lineup, to yeah. see Oasis once, to see Pearl Jam, to see Nirvana, or like mm. all of this stuff. Like I like I've had this thing where I've said like yes, Nirvana's cool, but I kinda like the Foo Fighters more. So I'm not saying <laughs> I'm happy Kurt Cobain died, but like you know what yeah. I like it worked I don't out know how well. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it worked out fine for Dave Grohl. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to say the negative thing because it just sounds awful. But like, you can't have one without the other. Yeah, I mean, maybe his, maybe Dave Grohl would eventually just have left to go do his own thing because he didn't want to be just the drummer anymore. But maybe but I don't know, but don't but know. he seems to be, <laughs> he seems to be happy drumming wherever he can because he does. Yeah. He did some drumming for Tenacious D. Did some drumming for the Stone, Age. Stone Age. Yeah, so like that other band, uh, uh, them Crooked Vultures. Did yeah, ever, yeah. I've cool. heard of them. I yeah. It's... I think it was like a one-off thing, but. Well, yeah, yeah, but I think, but like, if you show up and need a drummer, like Dave Grohl's, like, I'll do it. Yeah, I've seen actually a video of him talking about how he plays guitar, and it's actually the way he plays guitar and arranges his guitar parts is very similar to drumming yeah like, I've, heard, I've seen that in interview yeah, as well yeah it's pretty cool and it's how he learned because he had to teach himself right yeah yeah for sure he learned drumming on like pillows and stuff yeah that's yeah, fucking crazy insane he's pretty talented guy definitely yeah they'd be cool out. to see the food fighters oh yeah i well. I've always come close to seeing them, but I've never got I never got the chance. Like I dated a girl, and we like we got tickets to see them, and then we broke up, and then like she got the tickets. Oh, so I was just fine, so whatever. I'll take the loss. <laughs> or like I came close, so I was like, all right, like this is the year I'm gonna buy tickets to see the Foo Fighters, and then uh, the drummer died, and I was like, yeah, fuck. Jesus. And then like it just yeah. Now that they're touring again, I would like to see them. I know, but. Uh, I, like it, it would just be great to see once they're a bucket list mm. band for sure yeah for sure i've seen uh on the other side of it i've seen the doors but with ian astbury from the cult singing okay 
And that was like, it was cool, but it was kind of like seeing a band that was way past their prime. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like the front man is dead, Jim Morrison, but like, yeah. they're all like really great musicians and they've been playing together for so long. So it's like cool to see, definitely, but it's kind of like not as cool as if it was like the whole band, you know? No, oh, no, I get that. It's like, um, I saw Dennis DeYoung perform Sticks with an orchestra. Yeah. And, like, that whole thing is cool, but, like... It's I, not like Sticks. Also, yeah. it's not Sticks, yeah. Yeah. So, it's it, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've seen uh, at K-Days years ago, they had uh, Super Trump Singer, and he was performing their songs just on a keyboard. And it was yeah. cool, because his voice is amazing, but it was, like, again, like, not the same as having the whole band there. Right, like it's it's cool, and especially when you have an orchestra backing them up. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, you want to. Yes, it's one way to see it. Like I saw the lead singer of Live do the whole Throwing Copper album from oh, start nice. to finish, but it was just him. Like, yeah, there was, it wasn't live. It was just the one guy. But don't and like that had like lightning crashes. I alone, like oh, like a bunch of hits. From yeah, yeah, live. It, but like again it's just like it's not the same yeah right? for sure like yeah we had a pretty big disappointment a few years ago laura's like favorite band is marilyn manson like probably all-time favorite and marilyn manson was coming with ozzy osbourne on her mm-hmm. birthday like right on her actual birthday so we got tickets to it and we were like so excited but then like probably a month or two before it got cancelled because Ozzy hurt himself or something so they just ended up cancelling the whole tour yeah Yeah. it's a fucking that sucks (laughs) it sucks this shit happens right so I guess you got your money back for that yeah yeah it was like a refund thing it was just a kind of a piss off though because like to have your Mm -hmm. favorite band come and play on your birthday like that's pretty Mm -hmm. rare (laughs) yeah and so like that's the other thing of like my with like my benefits is like Sometimes I just want to look up a band, see where they're playing, and then just go. Yeah, then you could even do things like, you know, if you're into, like, Eminem, you could go see him play in Detroit or something, you know? Like, yeah. It would be, yeah, you could just go follow see... them to, like, the best possible place. Yeah, like I, I like, I got to see the Tragically Hip play in Kingston, and that oh, was nice. fucking unbelievable. That was yeah, unbelievable. That would be I crazy. Know... Uh, yeah, I know Sean's not the biggest fucking hip fan. I love the uh, hip. Yeah, because you have taste. And uh, <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. Um, yeah. No, me and Uncle Sparky went. And when it was, like, it was a great show. Like, you could tell that, like, I felt that Gord Downey was off. So it was right before they announced he was sick. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, those uh, final shows where he was doing, like, his final run or whatever, they were pretty emotional. Well, yeah, because like they're iconic to Canadians, right? Like you gotta, yeah. you you gotta see them, and they're, like they're like a band that that like there are so many few bands that you can associate with Canada. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're one of them. Like there's, yeah. yes, there's like very popular Canadian bands. Like you can say Nickelback, like they're a very popular band, and yes, they're from Canada, uh, but I don't think they hold the Canadian flag as much like gordon lightfoot was like mm-hmm. more of like a representative of canada than like i would say others yeah like if you're thinking of like canadiana you're gonna say yeah. tragically hip 
way more than you're gonna say like Nickelback or yeah. like like you then, said Gordon Lightfoot or yeah, which is another recent hard loss. We just lost Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. Um, and then there's like like you can argue Paul Anka a little bit. Like there's just you know these guys that are just proud to be Canadians, and then there's like some guys that are proud Canadian artists that haven't gotten their fair shake in North in all of North America. Like uh, Joel Plaskett is from. Oh, yeah. uh, from nova scotia and he does he's a great fucking musician but like i think he's just widely known in canada so. yeah it happens for sure like my favorite band when i was a kid the uh they're called the smalls they were like some of the best music i've ever heard but they just never made it like yeah. they didn't get a big record deal but they were touring all over canada selling out wherever they went and it just mm-hmm. never kind of took off then uh I mean, I- bass player went and did his own thing and became a country star <laughs> yeah and it's crazy how that happens too right like the, you just like big in certain places like there are certain artists that are huge in particular cities like super tramp got big in montreal montreal <laughs> loved super tramp really? uh, sticks was big bad company was big in montreal um the who i just saw i just saw their uh uh, uh, it, the name eludes me. I just took my mom to see this. Christaberg. Yes, thank you very much, Christaberg. Huge, huge following in Montreal, and then that oh, kind yeah. of like made his career. And so, like, then when we became big in Montreal, he can start to tour the rest of Canada. When mm. I saw Christaberg there, I was the only one close to my age. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years it was ridiculous yeah. we uh laura and i got gifted some tickets to go see foreigner and it was yeah. the same thing it was like we were we felt pretty young there it's weird to have those moments when you know like you're you're getting older and all that stuff like, yeah. i'm only 33 but like fuck like it was just one of those like like the people my mom and i were sitting next to they were like are you are you old enough to be here i'm like <laughs> i don't know man like i'm like <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's funny yeah, to see was... all the sixty-plus-year-old ladies up dancing and reliving oh, yeah. their glory years, <laughs> or or like all dressed in red and all these women that are just like <laughs> yeah. crying to Lady in Red and all this stuff. Yeah, and it, cool. and it's and it's sex because he he's so up there in age that he can't hit the songs the way he used to. Yeah, so he has to go falsetto and certain other. For certain parts of it where like he would like scream or go really <laughs> high or something and he just can't do it anymore but it but yeah. like to at least like go with my mom to see these guys it's it's cool yeah it's pretty cool for sure yeah. we have uh the river creek casino is just like a five minute drive from our house and mm-hmm. uh they they have quite a few like old kind of 80s bands coming through every once in a while oh yeah, yeah there was a there was a hospital like like yeah. foreigner comes to Edmonton quite often. I think so. Them and Nazareth are in and out all the time. You always hear yeah. about it, but it's yeah, a nice little anyway. venue because it's like a couple thousand seats, I think. So you're up close. Hell, Jay Leno did stand up there when I was when I was living in Edmonton. I did, I wanted to yeah. go. I didn't get, wasn't able to get tickets. But like, yeah, they like you like you get a who's who. Like I always found that Edmonton was a good comedy city because mm. people would come and appreciate because like. Like I, I find that they're a little bit starved for entertainment in that sense. But if you have like the comic strip there and you just go see like 
the the comics, the comedians that come in, like, mm-hmm. you get some good shows. Yeah, I gotta do that sometime. I've never actually been to live comedy, but definitely well, if you like give it a try. If you like laughing, it's fucking worth it. Especially mm-hmm. the comic strip at the mall is fucking. You get it's a nice night out. You get a couple drinks, yeah. a nice meal. Like it's a good night out for you and Laura. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. It's like we're literally like ten minutes from the mall too, so it's like we should be trying it. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck, Josh, I I really appreciate you coming on the podcast this week, covering for your brother. You know, you're it was a decent get, and the and the, I appreciate you coming on. So yeah, we'll wrap sure. up. Uh, we'll wrap up here, and uh, no, I'm really, uh, really grateful that you were able to make the time and all that stuff. So, um, there's been two sides of the story this week. I'm Tom Sides. There's been one side of the story. I'm Josh Sides, and this has been the other side of the story. I did that. Have a great. <laughs> yeah, you, you nailed it. You didn't even screw it up. Sean normally screws. Actually, I'll say this: Sean doesn't screw it up anymore. He's doing really, really, no, he's really been, well. He's really hit his groove on the ending. Yeah, he's really <laughs> kind of found his spot, but. Again, thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening this week. Live long and prosper. Uh, if you ever want to shoot us an email, listen to this up at two sides of story uh, pod at gmail.com. Listen to number two sides of story pod. Sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.